0: Welcome to For Your Formation. I'm Anna Rachel Bolch, a spiritual formation writer and teacher dedicated to helping you keep life with God simple, never shallow. On For Your Formation, we'll let thoughtfulness and curiosity lead the way toward Christ likeness. Through everyday spiritual formation, we'll discover more freedom and joy together. I'm so excited to welcome my friend Jody Grubbs to the podcast today. Jodi is a dear friend who I actually, as I was thinking about this, I don't remember how exactly I met Jodi. I know a few years ago I was on her podcast called Our Island in the City, but I don't remember exactly how we got connected. But ever since then, ever since we got connected, ever since doing that podcast episode... Jodi and I have been dear friends. We've gotten to meet a couple times in person, and she is just lovely. And I know that you're going to enjoy her and enjoy our conversation about slow living. In fact, Jody describes herself as a slow living advocate. It's based on the time that she spent growing up in the Caribbean. And All of the wisdom that she's gained from remembering that pace of life and trying to bring it into the big city where she lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jody is especially passionate about helping women learn how to excel and how to resist hustle culture. And I think that's something we could probably all relate to. Like I said, Jodi hosts Our Island in the City podcast, where she talks about slow living and spiritual formation and deep community. So if you're interested in a podcast like this, you might also be interested in Jodi's podcast. I'll make sure to leave a link for it below for you. And in other really exciting news, Jodi's very first book called Live Slowly, An Invitation to Exhale, is being released April 2024 by InterVarsity Press. I have been so looking forward to getting my hands on this book. Like I said, Jody and I have been connected to each other for a while, so I remember her telling me about the book and, and sort of giving me a little bit of insight behind the scenes as to what was going on and sort of watching her write it. This has been such a long process and I am just so, so thrilled for her that it's finally around the corner at this point. Again, I'll have all the links for you down below in the description and in the show notes for you so that you can go and find Jodi and all of her work everywhere. Now, let's get right into our episode. Well, Jodi, welcome to For Your Formation.
1: Thank you for having me. So exciting to be on
0: today. Oh, thanks, Jody. Well, I am super excited to talk to you because, one, you have a book coming out so, so soon. April 30th is the date, right? Right. And it's called Live Slowly. It's being published with InterVarsity Press. And so I knew that I just had to have you on to talk about this concept. I mean, as long as I've known you, we've been talking about this. I was on your podcast a few years ago, and we talked about slow living and spiritual formation so I knew I just had to have you on to talk more in depth
1: about it. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun.
0: Absolutely. So I'll just jump right in then. Okay. So when when you think about slow living, what image first comes to your mind?
1: For me, maybe it's a little unique because I grew up on an island in the Caribbean. So I literally think of floating mm. on a raft out in the sea I think of palm fronds sort of, you know, swishing in the breeze behind me. Um, That's what I first think of. And then just in modern today's life, I think of just really pausing and being present.
0: Well, and I know that growing up in the Caribbean and on your island, you know, what was that kind of like day to day as far as like how the pace of life goes. I've visited a few places, but that's totally different from living somewhere like that.
1: Right. It was 16 years of island living. So there was a phrase people used called Poco Poco and it meant to go slow. And everything mm. seemed to be sort of um a little bit slower. So like, you know, when you can put the music up to 1x, 2x, if you're listening to a podcast or or something, you know, this would be maybe three quarters. And it just allowed people to really see each other and be present. And, you know, just from enjoying nature to each other, you just take it all in. So it sort of was this rhythm that was part of the island life that I ended up just loving and not knowing any different, really.
0: You lived there for 16 years. So then what was it like going from sort of that pace of life into here in the States.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really was a hustle culture, but we didn't know what it was called back then. Um, and so Ooh. it seemed odd that just there was so much traffic and, and people on these schedules and moving and, and just this pace that I really felt out of place, actually. Um, it took me a while to acclimate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, for sure. Well, when did you kind of realize then how, how much you needed sort of this balance or was it a balance? What, when did you discover that you maybe needed to bring a bit of your island life into the city as your podcast is called?
1: (laughs) Well, I think it happened, I would say not until I was married and had a daughter. And so when she was two or three, I just thought I had to keep up with all the other moms and the kids. And, you know, it's my, my first child. And I thought, this is how you do it. And for socialization. And it turns out my body was saying, no, I don't, I don't know how to do this. You can't do this. This isn't who you Mm. are. And so it started really back then. And I would get sick, get pneumonia, bronchitis, almost every Halloween. And that pattern kept going. And that was my big wake up call that this isn't working for me.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, gosh, talk about like our bodies telling us what they need.
1: For sure. It sounds like
0: yours is definitely doing that. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, how did you kind of break out of that then? Cause I think that probably a lot of people who are listening are like my age or kind of in their early thirties or late twenties, you know, they want the career and they have their family and their little kids and, Um, or at least are thinking about it. And so I'm just wondering how you kind of got back to that slow living mindset and practice.
1: Well, it was actually my my physician that just looked at me one day and she's like, you're going to have to stop all of this. Your your body's not well. You can't keep up. Not everyone in Mm -hmm. every country in the world acts like this. So you don't have to, but you're going to have to make a decision, whether it's Mm -hmm. church, volunteering, whatever, you're going to have to scale down. Um, And so I almost feel like it was chosen for me again, but in a health way, Mm -hmm. kind of like, if you don't do this, you're going to be exhausted. So it's just funny that it took my doctor telling me, and I didn't want to believe her at first. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. (laughs) She's like, no, you're not. (laughs) So I just had to start implementing things, you know, lots of white space on my calendar and just turning that dial down from hustle to just um, a little bit more stillness, kind of trying to find what, what my body and my family and our lifestyle really needed.
0: I imagine that that's really hard to choose, especially at first, like right when you're first deciding, okay, I need to slow down. I need to, as you said, turn the dial down. I love that image. I imagine that's really hard to choose at the beginning what to say yes to and what to say no to. Like what stays? What what do you let go of? Did you have any kind of parameters that you had in mind of like, okay, anything kind of in this category is getting a no in this season? Did you have anything like that?
1: Yeah. You know, you, it's like, you have this misconception. Oh, I'm in my thirties. Like it's, I'm not retired. So why do I need to slow down? (laughs) But I started seeing that I couldn't be all things to all people. And I started Mm -hmm. feeling like I was really um, spreading myself too thin. So I had to just take this, the step back and look around and say, okay, Jody, you're going to see what needs, what needs a no. Because at first, it's kind of scary. You're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to say no to things. My big thing is fun. Well, I don't want to miss out, right? Um, and so I started just paying attention to what really drained me. Um, I'm an introvert, so I do need recharging. But it went way beyond beyond that. Because even extroverts need to to pause and slow down so they can recharge. Um, so a lot of it was people-pleasing, I have to say, and not understanding that I did have to say yes to, to everybody and everything.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a lesson that I have to learn every six months, <laughs> something like that. Like I need I've to learn to, that lesson. Yeah. I've had to I've read it about too. Yeah. Uh, and I know, especially as like seasons of our life change, whether it's, okay, well, now we have a different job or now we're moving to a new place where we maybe don't know anyone or we're gonna have a baby or we're moving into a house, whatever the case may be. And it's just, you almost have to relearn some of those lessons and remind yourself of going back to those things again and again. Um, so yeah, gosh, that, but the people pleasing, that's a lesson for every week, every day, <laughs> sometimes in different situations I wish seasons, I realized
1: true. how big of a scope it was. <laughs> years ago
0: (laughs) yeah definitely it impacts kind of everything else that we may be doing you know when people I've heard Jess Connolly talk before about uh, people pleasing being an idol and that yeah when we allow ourselves to let others kind of dictate what we're doing gosh that really affects us and I think what you're saying is that you have evidence of that and proof of that for sure exactly yeah yeah, our our body does uh, yeah. keep
1: the score, as the book says, but our soul also remembers.
0: In that case, speaking of the soul, I, I want to get into sort of how this overlap between slow living and spiritual formation. So I'm just going to leave you kind of an open-ended question of how do you think this idea of slow living impacts our spiritual formation? So, how does the practice of slow living form us and influence our relationship with God?
1: I think we have to go back to what does spiritual formation mean because and mm-hmm. I know there's lots of you know different interpretations, so f- for me, it's kind of um like building this life with God, this relationship, this friendship with God, mm-hmm. and being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. so if we base it on that um then it really is a lot of, um, slowing down to trust and to let go. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've started learning is, um, it's a rhythm. And so it's walking with God over the long haul. And I think that's why you have to slow down as if you go for a walk with a friend, um, you know, you want to listen to what they're saying and they want to hear you and you respond. Um, you just want to be present. So it, it takes a lot of pulling those things in. When we think of spiritual formation, the transformation um, is all about relationship, being present, and becoming like Jesus. And that's what we—he did so much of that. You know, he was present with just a few people sometimes. Um, I like to say, you know, he fed the five thousand, but he didn't bring them all over to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus's house for supper. That's a
0: beautiful, Um, beautiful image. I love that of slowing down enough to walk with a friend that, you know, when you're going on a walk with a friend just for fun, (laughs) like not for any kind of necessarily like movement exercise purposes, (laughs) you're there to connect with them and we connect best when we're slower. We do. We
1: really do. It's sort of like this idea of pausing long enough and often enough to be intentional and present to like the people, the Mm. things, the experiences in your everyday life and asking God just to show you like, who do you want in my life? And what do I do with that? Where do I, where do we go? So
0: a lot of intention. Definitely. It's, it has to be intentional, which I think is the thing about spiritual formation. I think, I don't remember who it was recently that made me start, Thinking about this, I don't remember if it was that they said it or if I just started thinking about it, about the things that are intentionally spiritually forming and the things that are unintentionally spiritually forming. And so in this case, in this conversation, we're talking about intentional spiritual formation of that actual practices that we're trying to bring into our lives to deepen our relationship with God, to create that connection with God and with others not so much the unintentional things that could be unexpected grief or loss or trauma or any any other number of things we're talking about the intentionality piece i, I just i think that that when we think about slow living it is It has to be intentional, especially in the country that we live in, in the culture that we live in. It feels very against the grain to choose purposefully to live a slower life, but I think it's possible and maybe even necessary for our health mentally, emotionally, physically, and definitely spiritually as well. It's something we have to take serious,
1: you know. It's so funny because a few years ago I would talk to friends about slow living, they'd kind of chuckle and okay, that's great. And ever since twenty twenty happened, it's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to work on that more. (laughs) So in a sense people almost want permission to slow down because we don't think that we can we can do that. But it's really our divine right to slow down.
0: Mm, Yeah, our divine right to slow down. Yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think we all kind of had a bit of a wake-up call (laughs) to the way that busyness was maybe overwhelming some of our lives in particular. Definitely. Well, then let's get into some practicalities then of of slow living and of practice and spiritual formation. What are some of the ways that you sort of bring the pace of the island or your slow living into your life right now?
1: Yeah. So, A lot of friends know, you know, we live in a very small bungalow, but not everybody wants to sell their home and buy a small bungalow, (laughs) but there are ways to uh, live this way, even when you're right in the city. So for me, um, the first thing is I'm so visual. So I like to see white space on my calendar now. And when I had years of moving too fast or I would get sick a lot because I was just go, go, go. And my system would, you know, not want to function. Um. It was just packed. If you looked at a calendar, lots of different colors and events. And so someone said, Yeah, what about the white space? Like, we need that white space on there. And it's not saying, Oh, you just have a free day to go do what you want. It's um, just built in white space helps for times that you're like, Oh, I just, this is a really hard week. I I need to take a day and just be at home. Um, Then uh, quiet pauses throughout the day it's amazing what can happen when we just stop for 10 or 12 minutes. Um, just whether you're sitting down and you close your eyes for a little cat nap or, um, you know, you just want to spend some time talking to God or even just not talking and listening and just quiet solitude. So I try and do that throughout the day. Sitting with family and friends is a big one for me. Um, you know, people talk about being at the, you know, the meal, the table with your spouse or, um, yeah. And that's fine, but it's not like these set, like there's no rules to slow living. It's just, and nothing's better than the other. It's more like looking for the time to listen to somebody. And I think over food, it's a like, it's a good time. Same thing. I love going on coffee dates for that reason. It's just, my friend and I face to face and I had one this morning and it was just so fun just to just be fully present and just sit and hear each other. And it does take time to carve carve that out, but it's rich time. And then uh, looking for that in return. So I think it's important, Um, you know, there is a kind of the word balance isn't right, but it's like you want to make sure you're still not pouring and pouring and pouring into to others and not having something poured into you because you will burn out. Yeah. So I think I'm trying to get those. Yeah. I don't really like to say about just rhythms, different rhythms in your, in your life, what feels natural to you. So it's really can be tailored to your, your life. Some, you know, some seasons you you might be taking care of an elderly parent. Um, another season, there might be, you know, a baby in the family. It's You just, you just never know what one year will look like from the
0: other. Well, I want to kind of hone in on two different ones that you pointed out and kind of speak to those a little bit more. Um, first of all, the t- pauses throughout the day, gosh, that is so hard <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I imagine it's hard for a lot of other people too. But I think Kind of what helped was working from home kind of was 2020 and I still work from home. But I think even for maybe those of you who are listening who don't work from home, who may work in an office or or something, um, that this can still work for you. One of the things I found how to get more pauses into my day are noticing the natural transitions in my work. So for me, I have meetings, I have, you know, video call type meetings, I'll have different kind of larger tasks to work on. And I try to sort of divide them up throughout the day. So maybe I'm working on one major project in the morning, and a couple of other smaller things in the afternoon. And so having a transition between each of these things or having a transition moment kind of between, you know, when I eat breakfast and getting started with work, or when I'm Closing up my computer and then going to be, you know, with my husband and going to kind of home life stuff or even that transition between tasks. So pay attention to when those transitions can happen and maybe take that as a moment to do a pause instead of whatever else you might do. For me, it's sometimes scrolling on Pinterest or scrolling Instagram. It's usually a scroll of some kind, (laughs) but try to take that as a pause instead and see how Mm. that impacts your day. I think that's a a really beautiful, brilliant one. Yeah. And
1: it's going to look different for everyone, you know? Um, And that's the freedom in slowing down is it's really, you're trying to find your pace. So even though we are sort of rebelling against this whole hustle culture, it's going to look different for, for everybody. So pauses even help you realize, oh, do I really want to be doing this right now? Or, you know, it, it causes us to stop and think, yeah, take things into consideration a little more.
0: Yes, it definitely helps me consider what do, what do I actually need right now? Not just what does my to-do list say I need to do or what does my calendar say I need to do? What is it that my, my body needs or my mind needs um, or my emotions need in this moment? And how can I either do that right now and kind of meet that need now, or if I'm not able to right now, how can I make sure that that need is met at some point in the day? Yeah, that's a, it's a big one. Pauses make a big difference, I think. Yeah. The other one that I wanted to sort of focus on was the last one that you said about making sure that you are receiving from other people in addition to um, you sort of pouring into others. Something I have just realized in the past, I don't know, maybe a year, not very long, is that oftentimes, and it could just be, I bet your personality is this way too, jody but where I don't even think to tell other people what I need. I just assume that because I'm pouring into someone else or I'm being a good listener to them or showing up for them in some certain way that they'll just know to automatically do that for me and learn to recognize when I need that. And that is not true <laughs> at all. People do not know <laughs> when you need something most of the time. And so for me, it's I've had to learn over the past year, especially to just say, When I need encouragement, or when I need a listening ear Um, and to just say it, there's so many times where I've gotten on, you know, text message with a friend or on Voxer with a coworker or something and just said, Hey, I need encouragement right now. (laughs) So here's what's happening. I just need someone to affirm me and to tell me that it's okay. And it feels uncomfortable at first when you start voicing the things that you really need to help you slow down, but it's so worth it. It's so, so worth it.
1: There's a vulnerability to slowing down. Um, sometimes we don't think about it, but it, it really is. Um, I'd like to talk about community a lot and we do, we really need each other and we're all so different even in ways that we are the same that it's important to say so even people closest to us like your you know your your roommate she may not realize what you need unless you just say it you know your your spouse they may not realize or you know uh, your sister so sometimes we just assume like you said it's written all over our face but we've gotten really good at oh no i'm fine i'm fine and so Sometimes our, our body's like, just say something. I talk about empowerment in in my book, like, you know, we have to feel empowered to stand up for ourselves, And when we do that, then we start being able to stand up for others too.
0: Oh, it's so true. I, the old phrase of you can't draw from an empty well, you can't give to others until you yourself are filled up too. And I'm glad that someone told me that when I was, you know, in middle school. <laughs> But it didn't really come into practice for me until growing up, until being an adult. And it's something that um, we have to come back to over and over again. I think that's the thing about any type of spiritual practice or any type of aspect of spiritual formation is that we come back to these things over and over again. It's why we call it a practice, because we keep doing them. We keep needing the reminder. We keep needing to come back to these things over and over again, even if they feel basic, even if they feel simple and easy. I think sometimes we want to complicate the Christian life or life with God, or we want to complicate practices. We want to complicate spiritual formation and say that, oh, practices are prayer and study and meditation, and it's these these things, and that is what they are. But actually, I think there are so many more than that, maybe unconventional practices like slowing down,
1: like yeah. choosing
0: to live slowly, like like reaching out to someone and saying, naming what you need. I think that's a spiritual practice. Um, I think all of these things we just we forget, and so I'm reminding us all now <laughs> that we come back to these things over and over again, and it doesn't make us a bad person or a wrong person or inferior to anyone else. It doesn't make us a bad Christian or a bad parent or a bad anything. It just makes us human. And that's okay. It's it's a good thing. We We need these reminders to come back. <laughs> well, I know that in our Patreon only episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper into different practices that you mentioned in your book. So I wanted to call it out here, just so if people want to go and watch that, You can find the link to Patreon in the description or in the show notes so that you can go and watch that and listen to more about very practical practices to bring into our lives. I know we touched on some of them here, but I think we're going to get more in that bonus episode. So I'm so grateful for you, Jody, and for taking your time to talk with me and to share your expertise. And yeah, I'm just, I'm extra grateful to have you as a friend you, Anna Rachel. It's been so fun being on today. And I
1: just, I appreciate everything that you do. And I'm so glad that you have this podcast. It's a really great one. I enjoy listening, and I'm just happy to have been on it today with you. Yeah.
0: Oh, thanks, Jody. Friends, I'm so glad that you tuned in to our conversation today. Be sure to go and follow Jody, all the places. I've got all the links for you down below. I know that she would love to have you. And don't forget to pre-order her book. I'm so excited to get it in my hands and I think you're going to love it too. And a quick announcement for you. I'm taking a break from the podcast for a little while, but if you want to receive updates about when the podcast is coming back, as well as any other work that I put into the world, as well as reflections and book recommendations and monthly prayers, be sure to sign up for my weekly email. I keep them all very short and sweet. The link for that is in the description below. You can also subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app and on YouTube so that you will be notified when the next episode drops, but there will also be a bonus episode with Jody in Patreon. So if you want more content from me there, I'll have a few things in Patreon coming up even while the podcast is on a bit of a break. So be sure to sign up using the link below. Now, here's to keeping life with God simple, never shallow. Why is it that when I press record, as soon as I do, I always realize I need more chapsticks. Again, <laughs> what happened there? Do, 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 This is my transition. I think I said it even in the last episode with Sarah Westfall, but I said, it, or maybe it wasn't with her. Oh gosh, I will have to cut that. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous.